You're listening to CKMS News on 102.7 FM, Radio Waterloo. I am Dan Keller, and this show was first aired February 7th, 2024. On Saturday, February 10th, the Social and Economic Justice Organization, ACORN, is holding a National Day of Action to, quote, stop grocery giants from price gouging, unquote. In Waterloo, the regional chapter of ACORN is organizing a demonstration at Sobeys on Bridgeport Ave. In a press release, ACORN claims that consolidation in the grocery industry is driving up prices and that, quote, grocery giants in Canada are on their way to set a new record, $6 billion in profit in 2023. They are now earning more than twice as much profit as they did before the COVID-19 pandemic, unquote. This show features an interview with Acer Bonaparte of Waterloo Region Acorn, who discusses the day of action and reviews Acorn's menu of fair food for all demands. While the Office of Minister Suds gave CKMS News an update on the school food program, Sobeys had not responded to requests for comment when this piece first aired. Here is the interview with Acer Bonaparte of Waterloo Region Acorn. Can you tell me about what's going on this Saturday, February 10th, and why, uh, why you're targeting Sobeys? The event this Saturday, the 10th, is part of a National Day of Action by Acorn Canada, basically taking aim at the grocery giants and their price gouging of basic necessities. One of the reasons we chose Sobeys was partly due to its central location in town, but they're one of three major companies or corporations that own pretty much all of our grocery stores in Canada, all the big ones. And yeah, in lockstep with prices going up, their profits continue to go up. And really, they are capitalizing on basic necessities. And our action hopes to show people that we're fed up and we're encouraging them to write letters to the Prime Minister, the Finance Minister, and their MP to encourage them to regulate the grocery market and regulate prices like places in some places in Europe do, as well as stopping the concentration in grocery chains and encouraging the Liberals to finally make good on their promise from 2021 to introduce a school breakfast program across Canada. The protest poster that, that was passed along, at least the CKMS News, it lists four menu items in their uh, fair food for all demands. Can you get into them a bit more? How does concentration of grocery industry impact residents? There are essentially just three major companies running, corporations running the grocery industry. And from those three corporations, they actually have a lot of overlap in their uh, shareholder groups. It allows them to essentially have a monopoly on the prices. Uh, A lot of places, I know in Kitchener, we're kind of blessed to have some independent grocers, but in a lot of places, you don't have that. And they're able to squeeze both the farmers and everything, making them sell at lower, and then turning around and selling the prices at a huge premium to the consumer while not passing on any of the profits to their workers or to the farmers. That links up quite clearly with the, the supporting local uh, and independent uh, grocery chains. Are there any left? Like, it seems there's a near monopoly, as you just said. Yeah, at least locally, I know that there are a few. Um, Full Circle Foods in downtown Kitchener, Legacy Greens, 
I'm pretty sure Vincenzo's is fairly independent and same with Marche Leo's, a, a newer one in town. But with those grocery stores, because they have to work with local suppliers and sometimes, you know, they, they want to be fair to their workers and they want to be fair to their suppliers. So the prices there are a little bit higher. It essentially, if you are to be in competition, you have to have a premium and have to have goods that aren't quite accessible to everybody. Now, you mentioned the school meal programming coming out of the Liberals' re-election platform in 2021. What is ACORN hoping a school meal programming will do? Actually, I have some personal experience with this. Growing up, I grew up low income and I was supported for school breakfast, not at the school, but through a program called the uh, Breakfast Club of Canada. And so what that essentially was, was I would go to this church next to my school and every morning they would have fresh hot breakfast for me that was quite good as well as um socializing with other kids so it essentially would be a way to ensure that kids who are living through food insecurity can at least have one guaranteed meal and that would take pressure off of the parents having to worry about at least one meal and maybe being able to provide you know more for dinner and more for lunch the one right at the at the top of your list here, tax the rich. It says uh, tax excess profits made by grocery change, best served with a side of money going to social programs. For instance, like I said earlier, uh, pretty much in step, gro- big grocers are setting record profits, 8% since two years ago. Well, in the last 12 months, prices have gone up 5.8%. So it's beyond the scope of them needing to raise things to keep profits going. Meanwhile, their CEOs make millions of dollars, 11.7 million for Weston, 8.7 million for Sobeys, and 5.4 million for um, Metro. So there's clearly enough money going in into their pockets. It's only fair that people at the top pay more based upon what they have, and we put that into social programs like the potential for school lunch and school breakfast. We've had a long time of expecting the rich to do the right thing and for it to just trickle down. And I think it's obvious that that hasn't been working and we need to reinvest and remodel our tax system. Also on this, the final point is cap food prices. It's mentioned here that it's done in some European countries. How how would that work here in Canada? I believe it, it could work uh, quite well based on the models already set out for us. It would kind of be like an inverse to, for instance, with the LCBO and stuff, there's a minimum price you can sell stuff for. So assuming a maximum price on certain goods, like basic food goods, would help eliminate excess price gouging. Of course, there's the difficulty of making sure that the farmers are still paid enough. And I think partially by using the extra taxes to help fund more subsidies for farmers that could offset the cost for them. All these points are pretty interlinked there. Yeah. Now, you, you quickly mentioned it, but how can residents take part in ACORN's action on February 10th and, and to help get these demands met? Obviously, coming to the action is one thing, um, but it needs to go beyond that. So a big thing for me with actions like this is it's about showing people that they're not alone because, like I mentioned, we're encouraging people to write letters to their MP, the prime minister, and the finance minister. But a lot of people will feel like, well, my one letter won't do anything. And while that might be a little bit true, when you come out to an action like this and you see a couple dozen people 
all with the intention of doing that. And then you think that this is happening all across the country at at several dozen other events. It helps to show the power and show that you're not alone in this struggle. So definitely write a letter to your MP, write a letter to the finance minister, write a letter to the prime minister, include how runaway grocery prices have affected you and people you care about. And no, you're not alone. Are you hoping people come out to the action? Definitely. So that's uh, Saturday, February 10th, 1 p.m. The Sobies at 94 Bridgeport Road. Acorn will be hosting this demonstration. You have been listening to an interview with Acer Bonaparte of Waterloo Region Acorn. On Saturday, February 10th, Acorn is holding a National Day of Action targeting quote-unquote grocery giants for quote-unquote price gouging and delivering messages to Liberal MPs in different cities across the country, demanding higher taxes on the rich, the introduction of price controls on some groceries, implementing supports for independent grocers, and reminding the Liberal government of their 2021 campaign promise of a federal breakfast food program at public schools. The school food program has not yet materialized, Though initial consultations are complete, and the National School Food Policy Engagements report indicates work on the program will continue. A representative from the Office of the Minister of Families, Children and Social Development, Jenna Suds, told CKMS News that while they have to wait until the 2024 federal budget is released to know if the school food program will be included, that the program was still a priority for the minister. The Sobeys media team were contacted for comment, but had not replied to CKMS News by the time this piece went to air. This is CKMS News on 102.7 FM, Radio Waterloo. Thank you for tuning in. This program is part of the Local Journalism Initiative and is funded by the Community Radio Fund of Canada, Heritage Canada, and the CKMS Newsroom. Check out the archived versions of this program on radiowaterloo.ca slash news. If you want to get in touch with comments or ideas about stories to cover, email us at news at radiowaterloo.ca.